the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Activists and politicians marking the one-year anniversary of the U.S. Supreme Court ruling that overturned a nationwide right to abortion by in some cases bashing that decision and others celebrating it. GOP presidential candidate Nikki Haley among those to touch on abortion at the Faith and Freedoms Coalition's return to majority gathering. I am unapologetically pro-life. And she says a lot's changed since the high court struck down Roe a year ago. Now some of the states have become more pro-life and I welcome that. Some have become more on the abortion side. I wish that wasn't the case. And Haley says staunch pro-lifers may have to compromise on their ambitions for a federal law since they don't have the 60 votes needed to overcome a Democratic filibuster on the abortion issue. Rallies on both sides are scheduled for today in Washington and around the country. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Hunter Biden agrees to a plea deal and could leave him free of prison time. We'll take a closer look with Andrew Clavin. They're almost laughing at you, saying, what are you going to do? How are you going to stop us? Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. It's a day of festivals throughout the Twin Cities, but we might be darting some rain, so... Take that poncho with you. 80% chance of rain today, high of 84. Then tonight, 50% chance of thunderstorms. And tomorrow, 90% chance of showers, high around 72. Thank you for supporting our sponsors and for listening to AM 1280, The Patriot. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. The longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and world. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, the number is 651-289-4488, should you care to join us on the air. That's what we are here for. That's what we hope you'll do on this Saturday that's threatening a, a well-needed uh, burst of rain with any l- luck at all here. By the way, uh, it should actually make it drivable out there. This may be, I won't say the worst driving weekend I've seen in the Twin Cities in a long time, but it's right down there. I mean, you've got 
at least in, in the core of the city, on top of the usual very, very badly timed road construction, I'm looking at you, Fairview, at 36. Uh, we've got Pride going on in downtown Minneapolis, which is drawing hundreds of thousands of people, most likely. it's It's got all the entire main core of Minneapolis completely tied up, at least the southwest, uh, the western southwest side of downtown, as opposed to the east side of downtown, which has become uh, Taylor Swift country. In fact, uh, the entire city was uh, semi-officially rechristened Swiftiapolis <sighs> yesterday. Uh, mayor Fry has found his place as a mayor, uh, holding off on pop culture stuff. I mean, between appearing in Vogue last year and now uh, sucking up to Taylor Swift. I mean, bloom where you're planted, they always say. And of course, not to be left behind, St. Paul is uh, in the throes of the MSRA back to the 50s, which is at the fairgrounds. It's the big street rod festival that we used to broadcast at live uh, for years uh, back in, I don't know, the, the late 20s, the late 2000s is this, back uh, 29 through 20, I think 13, probably we're out there quite a bit. That is going back 10 years, isn't it? Uh, so it's it's right after the state fair. That's probably the biggest traffic clogger in the uh, in, in St. Paul. So triple threat plus rain coming in tonight. So the best place to be in the metro is not in the metro or hunkered down at home reading a good book or something. At least, uh, uh, by the way, I should point out today, I'm the uh, Mitch Berg, the headliner edition. Heard every Saturday from 1 to 3. Uh, Brad Carlson, the closer, tomorrow from 1 to 3 here on AM12A, The Patriot. Jack Tomzak, the new guy coming up next. Uh, for those of you who are part of, of the Jack Pack, um, his his fan club, he's from 3 to 5 every Saturday afternoon uh, here on AM12A, The Patriot. King Banyan, Saturday mornings from uh, 9 to 11 on his sister station, AM1440, The Businessman. I, I usually stick with Minnesota events. That's usually the, the stuff that I'm put here for because we have people who cover the worldwide and international stuff uh, that do a, a good job of it for the most part. Uh, there's a few hosts on AM 1280 and Freedom 1570 that I, that I will make, take some occasional differences with on some of the international issues. We'll see at least one, maybe two of those today. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, and one of the issues, of course, hasn't been going on long enough for any of the national hosts, your Hugh Hewitts, your Sebastian Gorkas, your Dennis Pragers, your, your Mike Gallagher's, to hold off on here yet. So I, I, I get on the ground first with this. Uh, the Russia situation, the uh, the in what's being described as an attempted coup, uh, the head of the Wagner Group, Evgeny Prigozhin, has essentially decided to ta- take on Vladimir Putin. Uh, in the short term, uh, and by the way, I'm putting all this out there as a semi-informed uh, amateur on the subject who reads a lot of open source intelligence. Uh, the, the most immediate effect this has on the war in Ukraine is cutting off potentially a bunch of the supply lines that the Russian uh, troops who are currently defending against the Ukrainian counteroffensive uh, are going to depend on. So that may have an effect on the war in Ukraine. As far as what it, whether how it matters, uh, what we know so far is the Wagner Group has taken over uh, one of the large, one of the largest. Uh, Russian military headquarters, the Southern Military District, which is in the town of Rostov-on-Don, Rostov-no-Donu, uh, on the Don River, which is near but not in Ukraine. The 
the, uh, the the troops have taken over what has been one of the two or three largest Russian army headquarters buildings, sort of like them taking over, I don't know, the, the, the headquarters of Pacific Command in Pearl Harbor. Uh, it's, it's a big deal, but it's also, by my count, 608 miles from Moscow. And overnight, you had a bunch of the usual social media suspects say, well, what's he going to do? Turn and, and start march on Moscow. That's a long hike. People driving 600 miles in an armored personnel carrier are going to need to bring a lot of snacks. It's it's just a You think hauling your kids cross country in your SUV is a pain? Wait till you've tried to haul a bunch of soldiers 600 miles in an armored personnel carrier that can maybe make 40 miles an hour with a tailwind. And, and to, to which I respond, uh, Prigozhin doesn't need to take Moscow to win the coup, potentially, hypothetically. He needs to make the people who are in Moscow and St. Petersburg, as King Banyan points out, that's the center of, of Putin's power base. He has to make them believe that Vladimir Putin's no longer in control. And that's when leaders in Russia over the last century tend to come down with a case of nine millimeter flu. Anyway, things are still very much in flux. I've been watching, along with many of my friends, watching the uh, the news feeds coming out of Russia via a variety of sources. The Guardian is fairly good at that. Uh, watching for any useful further details. By the way, most of what you get on social media is not that. So that's really all I have to say about Russia for right now. We will maybe try and have a guest next week on the show, uh, possibly next week on the show, to go into a little more uh, apposite detail. But we'll we'll play that one by ear here. We'll see how the situation moves forward here. Uh, there's a, the other big, not necessarily political situation, although plenty of people did try to politicize it this past week, was the loss of the tourist submarine Titan. There's a couple of things. First of all, I have to point out that I, I claim a very limited degree of authority over this subject here really based on three things. Number one, my uncle was a submariner, and I, as a result, as a kind of a geeky kid who read everything he could find about everything, I learned a little bit about submarines that I managed to retain over the years, Does not being very tongue-in-cheek about any expertise that lends me. Beyond that, I'm a native of North Dakota. We are a maritime people. The salt water is in our veins, so I claim a certain amount of authority on all things maritime. And number three, I read the book, not watched the movie, but read the book, Hunt for Red October, which, by the way, is a great source of information about how sonar, that's underwater sound detection, works. By the way, the book came out in 1984, which is almost 20 years ago, folks. That's that's a long time. And yet, it's amazing how, well, it's amazing how little the public knows about what has changed since then. I, I bring this up. Because, for starters, the tragedy itself was, was, I mean, five humans are dead who weren't uh, before. Uh, They went in a submarine that some of the retroactive investigations saying it was probably not super seaworthy, at least certainly not seaworthy at depths of two and a half miles beneath the surface. It's for those people whose background with the sea or lakes is the surface being on a cruise ship, a fishing boat, swimming. 
it's hard to imagine. In fact, it you, you have to take it entirely into the realm of theory. What the pressure of having miles of water, even even dozens of feet of water piled up on top of you, does uh, to to anything to anything mechanical. For example, U.S. Navy submarines tend to implode around the design to not implode until they get down to 2,500, 3,000 feet. None of that's official, by the way. It's all estimated. Uh, we know this because about 60 years ago, one American submarine did go out of control in the North Atlantic, not terribly far from the Titans disaster, and was not able to recover from a dive and imploded. This is the USS Thresher in 1963. It imploded uh, in the North Atlantic uh, and in such a way that at 3,000 feet, the wave of water going through the ship shredded a hull, the the ship's body, if you will, the fuselage. It's called the hull on ships because, again, I'm from North Dakota. I know these maritime things. It went through with such force that it shredded a, a hull made of three-inch thick steel into so much confetti. I mean, the the in less than uh, a a hundredth of a second, roughly seven one thousandths of a second to turn a 300 foot long ship into metal confetti all over the, the North, uh, North, North Atlantic seabed. So when you consider that Titan was roughly one tenth the length and roughly one one hundredth the mass of the USS Thresher, you could see that, that any explosion that happens, implosion, I should say, happens is likely not going to, well, I mean, if there's a blessing about the whole situation, and it isn't much, it's that the crew likely not only didn't suffer, but literally the nervous system cannot react to anything that fast. 15 milliseconds is the fastest a human can, 30 milliseconds actually is about the fastest a human can react to something automatically, like by reflex, and... You know, that's roughly three or four times longer than they would have had at that depth, uh, much less actually perceiving and being able to react to something. It's just, it's, which is better, I would have to think, than sitting in a eight foot wide can at the bottom of the Atlantic as you run out of air with nothing to do about it. By the way, I will invoke a certain amount of professional uh, <laughs> expertise on one area. There were people, including Ben Shapiro on our sister station, the 1570, who were mocking the idea that the ship was controlled, the, the submersible, I should say, was controlled by an Xbox controller running for under 100 bucks. Not the dumbest idea in the world. And, and I say this because they're not the only people to try it. The U.S. Navy's new submarines, they don't control the whole ship with an Xbox control, but the periscope, which is no longer a periscope, by the way, it's a pole with a camera on the top, uh, is controlled originally for the first few ships uh, of the USS Virginia submarine class were controlled by a a $38,000 custom-built joystick that took a week to train people on. Only a few people on the crew would know how to do it. It was complicated. It was expensive. It would break. And if it broke, it required a trip back to the shipyard or at least a lot of con- a lot of serious work from the, the electrician's mates on board. Starting about five years ago, they replaced them with Xbox controllers, which literally every person on the crew knows how to use. 
They cost between 20 and 60 bucks. They can be replaced in any port of call anywhere in the world. They can carry a few extra on board. In fact, they likely have a few extra on board for some of the Xboxes that their crew relaxes with. So if you need to replace it, boom, you swap it out. That's I'm going to suggest that that's not the problem that that submarine suffered from. I'm going to suggest that some of the commentators on this issue some suffer from, I don't know, a, a somewhat mutated view of how the world of detecting things underwater actually works. And we'll talk about that when we come back. First, let's take a break. Uh, this is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488 is the number to call should you want to uh, join us on the air. Especially if you disagree with me, you do get on the air first. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. From Zambroda to Zambia and Detroit Lakes to some lake in Detroit, we're where you are. Find Intelligent Talk anytime by streaming AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. With the new radical Minnesota legislation permitting abortion at any stage of pregnancy, your help with Robbinsdale Women's Center is needed more than ever. While the abortion industry stands ready to profit from a woman's unplanned pregnancy, Robbinsdale Women's Center is the first step in educating women on the truth about all their options. Through RWC, women will receive services and resources to make an informed decision. These resources include medical services like ultrasounds, other education and parenting classes. They'll learn more about the beautiful baby growing inside. Sadly, 80% of RWC's patients are seeking an abortion when they first visit. After seeing their baby on an ultrasound and hearing unbiased information on all their choices, 8 in 10 women planning to terminate the pregnancy change their mind. Robbinsdale Women's Center is 100% donor-funded. Please help RWC provide life-affirming options for women. Visit rwcinfo.org. A sustaining gift of $44 a month helps save a baby, but make any donation you can. rwcinfo.org. Looking for a new way to give back to your community, learn new skills, and make a real difference? Consider volunteering with your local fire department. The majority of U.S. firefighters and emergency responders are volunteers, answering the call when their community needs them. Be part of a dedicated team of volunteers who step up and protect their community from all types of hazards. You can be the difference. There's no typical firefighter. Anyone can volunteer to serve their community. Volunteering as a first responder is really about having the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. Aside from helping your community and being there for those in need, Being a member of the Volunteer Fire Service provides many benefits, including an opportunity to learn new skills and join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Your community needs you. Will you answer the call? Learn more and find a local volunteer opportunity at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. Experiencing an injury or illness? Wondering if you'll be able to keep your job or when you can return to work? The Minnesota Retain program may be able to help. Participants may qualify for free support from experts who can guide you through the next steps to get you back to work quickly and safely. Visit mnretain.com or call 507-284-4537 to learn more. Minnesota Retain is fully funded under a grant awarded by the U.S. Department of Labor and the Social Security Administration. This message is brought to you by Minnesota Retain, this station, and the Minnesota Broadcasters Association. 
Are you about to sign an order for siding, roofing, or windows, but you're worried that the price is too high? Keep them honest by contacting me at GetMy3Quotes.com, and I'll email competitive quotes your way. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget, the Patriot Half-Off Deals Program gives you 50% or more off on great products and services all over the Twin Cities, including Like It Matters. Check that out. The legend lives on from the if you want to be a better you, trying to get a promotion, whatever it is, you want to train up to the next manager or CEO in your company, save half-off leadership training uh, with uh, Scott Black at Like It Matters. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. The number to call. Of course, uh, even as the world wondered what had happened to the Titan, I, I had a hunch this story didn't uh, get nearly the play it, it might have. Although uh, you heard some talk show hosts and other pundits in the media pointing out that there were some obvious shortcuts taken in the construction of the Titan. It's things you don't want, by the way, with a submarine when you're dealing with. Uh, thousands of pounds of pressure per square inch when you go uh, below a thousand feet, and you're talking going down to twelve thousand feet to see the Titanic. Uh, the the Titan uh, apparently had a design shortcoming or two, according to a whistleblower lawsuit that was uh, filed some time before the the disaster. Uh, and I'm citing from an article that came out uh, in in uh, New Republic, of all places, that noted conservative tool, the New Republic. At the meeting, one of the engineers who was blowing the whistle discovered why he had been denied access to the viewport information. That's the large window at the front, which is designed to <laughs> allow viewing through the, 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 the side of the ship, the side of the, of the submersible, I should say, uh, even at the immense pressure of incredible depth, uh, he found out that the viewport at the front of the submersible was only built to a certified pressure of 1,300 meters. Although Ocean's Gate intended to take the passengers down to a depth of 4,000 meters. Now, this is an understandable mistake. Uh, The only people who get this wrong are DFL legislators who see that they have a $17 billion surplus and go out to spend 24 extra billion dollars. Uh, but most of us know that 4000 is much bigger than 1300 uh, The engineer, a fellow named Mr. Lockridge, uh, learned that the viewport manufacturer could only certify to a depth of 1,300 meters due to the experimental design of the viewport supplied by OceanGate, which uh, was out of the pressure vessels for human occupancy standards. Uh, outside those standards, OceanGate refused to pay for the manufacturer to build a viewport that would meet the required depth of 4,000 meters. So what that means is they were, if the allegations in the lawsuit are adequate, or I'm sorry, are on point, they just came about, I don't know, two miles short of the target depth, which is not close enough for county work by any measure. Uh, the U.S. military, the U.S. Navy in particular, learned the hard way about building submarines out of parts from the lowest bidder 60 years ago when the aforementioned USS Thresher uh, sank, largely because of parts, uh, quality control issues in some of the parts. Uh, we can go into technicalities. I won't do that right now. This is not really the show for it. But suffice to say, the U.S. Navy learned that with its submarines, quality was not optional. 
the quality control on every single part had to be completely on point or people would die, as they found out twice in a decade, 1963 at the USS Thresher, and again six years later with the USS Scorpion. About that point, they figured we've got to really focus on quality to an obsessive level, which, given the fact that we haven't had any submarine disasters in 54 years, maybe something stuck. Uh, the U.S. learned, the Navy in particular, learned the, the hard lessons about building submarines out of parts from the lowest bidder. Uh, private sector usually does that better than the government, but in this case, while the we don't know exactly what happened, that whole viewport that's one-third as strong as it should be seems like a bit of a smoking gun, as it were. Here's one thing that I'm going to have to differ with some of my fellow hosts. Now, I'm not going to name names. If you've been listening to AM 1280 and Freedom 1570 for this last day or so since the the news about the loss of Titan came out, you've heard some pretty strident speculation on the part of a number of hosts, who I will not name because I'm a company guy, at least as far as that goes. But I come not, while I come not to name hosts, I do come to get a few facts out there in front of some people. Now, the news came out yesterday that the Navy, quote, knew about the wreck last Sunday, but just revealed the facts uh, Thursday or like late Wednesday, early Thursday, which brought some of the usual suspects out saying, well, this is all just done to draw attention away from all the news about Hunter Biden. Seems like a bit of a stretch. I'll be looking for some more proof. What I'm going to suggest is this. And I, by the way, I say this as someone whose sole expertise is nephew of a submariner and someone who is from North Dakota, ergo a maritime person, and C, Red Hunt for Red October, with, and, and a bunch of stuff since then about how sonar in the North Atlantic works. Sonar, of course, is detecting where something is, is by sound, which is the only thing that works Underwater. I mean, you don't have light more than 100 feet down, so you can't see anything. Radar doesn't work in water at all. Uh, either do lasers, for that matter. The only thing that works underwater for detecting other things is sound. You listen. And there's people on submarines in the Navy whose entire job is listening to everything that goes on in the sea around them. And the technology for that has gotten pretty... If you If you remember the movie Hunt for Red October, which relates... 40-year-old technology is pretty amazing back then. You got at least a little idea, I mean, as I understand it, and as, as people I know who were sonarmen in the Navy related, it was, it was a reasonable facsimile for civilian consumption. Now you go into the book, they go into much more details. One of the details you'll learn from that book is starting in the 1950s, in the early 1960s, as NATO and the United States military were concerned about a Russian and Soviet, I should say, invasion of Western Europe, one of the things they investigated as a possibility, indeed probability, was that the Soviets would learn from one of the great lessons of World War II, and that is, if you put enough submarines out in the Atlantic, you can starve. Off, you can sink enough ships to starve out the British and the rest of the continent, keep American reinforcements from getting there. Hence, they built the, one of the largest peacetime submarine fleets in the history of the world, something over 300 submarines at one point by the 1980s which was going to be a challenge if your job is to keep the sea lanes open. One of the things the U.S. Navy, along with the rest of NATO, did starting in the 1950s, peaking in the 1980s, 
was build an epic and exceedingly top-secret network of microphones on the seabed, starting with the major choke points, the major straits uh, that, that all shipping has to go through to get out into the open Atlantic, uh, the first being the, the space between Norway and Denmark and the space between the U.K. and the continent, but then getting into some bigger, more ambitious areas to, to, to check out. He had microphones on the seabed between Scotland and Iceland and still more between Iceland and Greenland. Finally, some between Greenland and Canada. I mean, basically a wall of microphones connected to people on shore whose job was to listen to the ocean and to try to find the sounds of any Russian submarines that are passing through and to use the sounds to triangulate and point out exactly where those submarines were going to be so that if there was a war on, NATO would know and the United States Navy would know where to start trying to, to sink them. And this ran for a solid 40 years, from 1960 to about 2000, on a wartime footing. These microphones from the Kennedy administration, when they first started going operational, till sometime after the fall of the Soviet Union, listened to the ocean, to hundreds of thousands of cubic miles of ocean, uh, from depths of you know, 100 feet to a few thousand feet, listening for the sounds of, trying to pick out the sounds of Russian submarines from the sounds of millions of whales, millions of schools of fish, thousands of merchant ships and pleasure boats and military ships cruising by on the surface. You have to go through all of that sound and try and pick out the sound of, a submar- of, of anything that you need to actually track. It's an insane way to try and find something. The technology that went into it is one of the things that gives you, say, Siri today. I mean, when you say, hey, Siri, to your phone, and it answers back, that's in part due to the technology that went into helping people on shore stations listening to the entire ocean Trying to pick out a submarine. Well, we'll do something to illustrate that in just a moment here by way of going at some of the claims that some of the hosts in this station have made over the last 24 hours about the United States covering up uh, the sinking of the Titan for whatever reason. Uh, by the way, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Should you disagree, you get on first. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. Sings in a voice of amber, the dawn is surely coming. The morning road leads to Stalingrad and the sky is softly humming. Master Pool and Spa. Master Pool and Spa's 4th of July sale. We're blowing up hot tub prices. Come in and we'll prove to you we have the best products at the lowest possible price. Master Pool and Spa is Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Drive a little and save a lot. Some of our clients have driven hundreds of miles because the deals are that good. Master Pool and Spa's 4th of July sale. This is your chance to save big. Save up to 25 to 50%. Free delivery and trade-ins welcome. 
18-month interest-free financing. This is a limited-time offer. Master Pool and Spa. Visit us today at 394 in Louisiana in St. Louis Park. Look for the big blue sign. Check us out online at masterpoolandspa.com. Masterpoolandspa.com. Or call us at 952-253-0665. That's 952-253-0665. How does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions. But what's important is that a baby is a baby inside and out of the womb. Not just after birth, but nine months before at conception. That's right, every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kloharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. What is dedication? My biggest fear in the middle of my addiction was that my kids wouldn't have a father. I overdosed on heroin and I lived. And I started thinking, you know what? This isn't my story. My desire to change had finally outweighed my desire to stay the same. I felt powerless for so much of my life. It's important to me that my kids are empowered and truly believe that if if they can think it, they can do it. I definitely had to become a better man to be a better father. For the first time, I, I finally feel like I'm exactly where I should be, where I want to be. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Hey, you can get yourself in on a 10-day adventure that you will remember forever, that your kids will remember forever, even if they don't go with you. The Stand With Israel Tour, October 25th through November 3rd, uh, with Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, broadcasting live and entertaining you all the way across uh, the Holy Land. It's going to be a memorable tour. Go to am12athepatriot.com. Click on the Stand With Israel banner. Get the details. Get the info. Get in on the trip. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. So we're talking about the loss of Titan. And specifically, I mean, I can only add so much. Uh, detail uh, other than what you're already seeing in the media about the state of seaworthiness and underseaworthiness of the submersible itself. I mean, there there are questions to be made. That'll, those will be being settled in courts for quite some time. Uh, but I would like, I am trying to comment here right now about some of the, the claims that have been made by people on social media and people on media, media, including some of my colleagues here on AM 1280, The Patriot, here on Salem uh, Media, here on the AM 1280 and uh, Freedom 1570. The notion that the U.S. Navy heard the implosion but didn't bring it up for a couple days. Now, 
a couple of things. I, I started talking about the undersea surveillance system that the United States and NATO planted over the course of 40 years uh, from the 1960s into the early 2000s. It was huge. It was top, 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 top secret. I mean, when Hunt for Red October came out, people knew a little bit about it, but uh, it was not general knowledge. And yet it was operational and manned and being used constantly to, to search for Russian submarines, especially like large numbers of them passing by, which might indicate a hypothetical surprise attack. It was serious business and it was difficult business. And I'll, I'll ask, I'll give you an example to hopefully illustrate why those of you, including those of you among my colleagues who expect the fact that the, a microphone may have picked up the sound of an implosion somewhere in the Atlantic uh, would be resolved like it was an, I don't know, 24 criminal minds with a little meshes that popped up and said, yep, implosion uh, at so-and-so degrees latitude and longitude. It's, it's not like, I, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Imagine a large crowded event hypothetical what's a good one to do a pick oh like a taylor swift concert now not during the concert itself let's say we're just kind of getting people moved in people are sitting down taking their seats a little bit of background music going taylor is doing her vocal warm-ups and tuning her guitar and and you're in the crowd and you decide to close your eyes in fact you put a bag over your head because why not you're out in public may as well but you're in the middle of the crowd let's say you're in one of the sections down on the floor and around you, you hear the noise of the crowd, people talking, not necessarily cheering. You don't have a band playing it. You just lots of crowd noises. People talk with each other, people yelling at acquaintances across the way, people walking on the concrete and tile floors, getting where they're going. Just a lot of noise, a lot of it ambient, a lot of it just stuff going on in the background. And you hear someone who has blown up a paper bag, not unlike the one you've put over your head, uh, blow it up, hold the top shut, and slap it. And it explodes with a sharp popping sound. And you hear that pop. Barely. Over the sound of the people next to you talking and the sound of the, 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 the girls off to your left on their cell phones with their dads trying to get an Uber to get them home. All the noise, all the, th I mean, 60,000 people in the stadium, all of them talking with their friends, all of them on their phones, all of them saying, hey, let's take a selfie. Hey, have a friendship bracelet. The sound of tens of thousands of friendship bracelets rattling against each other on, on tens of thousands of fans' wrists. I mean, that sort of ambient noise is going on, and you hear a pop in the distance. What kind of bag was it? You're going, I don't know. I barely heard the pop over the commotion. Well, that's right. You barely heard the pop over the commotion. It was 20, maybe maybe up on one of the concourses, maybe on one of the, the tiers of seats, not even on the floor. You just heard this little pop sound. Keep in mind that this is this is in the middle. And, and let's just say hypothetically you have a friend also sitting with a bag on their head. 20 or 30 rows behind you, maybe up in one of the seats. And, and you say, okay, you heard the sound of the popping. You can point in a direction. You have a friend, hypothetically, maybe 20, 30 rows behind you, maybe sitting up on one of the levels up above, also sitting with a bag on their head, also hears the pop. 
pop. And they point in the direction. And if you look from above at the directions you're pointing, the two directions may cross somewhere near the seat where the bag was popped that you miraculously heard, by the way, over 60,000 people getting into their seats, imagining if they're going to go out and grab a pop or some merchandise or, again, trading their swag with each other. That's not unlike the job of hearing a random pop in the distance. By the way, not something they expected to hear, one expects, and, and, and saying, hey, I bet that was a, a tourist submarine imploding. By the way, the, the undersea surveillance system used to be called SOSUS, Sonar System, Sonar Surveillance System U.S., I think it was called, as it was known throughout the Cold War, is not a frontline military system anymore. It's mostly used for oceanographic research. Most of the input, as I, according to sources like Wikipedia, <laughs> the which we're talking a technical topic. It's probably not completely preposterous to say that it might be close. It's rarely used for military missions anymore. It's rarely used for military surveillance. It's mostly for oceanography, for measuring the sound levels of the ocean, measuring the type of aquatic life, which makes noise, by the way, measuring merchant traffic and so forth. You don't. It's not out there looking for the Red October coming by doing crazy Ivans so much anymore so it's not like you have rooms full of sailors in headphones listening carefully to everything that goes on you largely have digital recordings being made turning uh, events like passing ships passing schools of fish passing whales passing icebergs and the noise they make when they melt as they float south hint a lot of noise picking up from among all that noise the earth-shattering kaboom of an eight-foot pressure vessel imploding. And among all that other noise, it is more than a little bit likely that what happened was not a sailor running up to an admiral and saying, I just heard the sound of a ship imploding live in person, and the admiral saying, let's wait until this Hunter Biden thing is over. And more a matter of the people who run the system, the, the small, the Naval Undersea Surveillance Command, saying, oh, okay, there's a, there's a submersible missing. Let's see what we got. Oh, look at there. There was, an, there, was a, there was a crush sound. And let's take and triangulate a couple of these microphones together. It was roughly here near the Titanic. Ooh, that's going to be useful to the Coast Guard. And, and by the way, I've speculated on this, by the way, with someone with some knowledge of the submarining business who said, I, I'm going to go out on a limb, a short, sturdy limb, but a limb nonetheless, and guess that the Navy, Navy's Undersea Command, Undersea, oh, sorry, Undersea Surveillance Command, which actually does exist, has a way of communicating to the Coast Guard that's more direct, more efficient, and less out in the public than going through, say, the media or the president of the United States. Which is why I suspect the search area went from an area the size of, the, of uh, double the size of the state of Connecticut, as it was listed on Monday, 
down to being able to focus directly on what turned out to be the wreck area over the Titanic. I'm, I'm going to go out on a short, sturdy limb and guess that the information from the Navy probably helped in finding that. But the idea that the Navy aggressively and with aggressive forethought sat on the information, sat on the fact that they had heard an implosion, is likely, assuming that finding ships underwater, forget about finding ships, classifying a single transient noise underwater from a microphone that may be dozens or hundreds of miles away doesn't work like it works on 24 or on Criminal Minds or on any show where you will normally hear somebody yelling, why don't you sharpen the image using the computer? That sort of thing. Sort of stuff that doesn't exactly exist, doesn't exist in any form in real life. I'm going to guess, and again, based only on my three bits of credibility, nephew of a submariner, native of North Dakota, ergo a maritime person, and see, I read Hunt for Red October and a bunch of stuff since then, that this is less a matter of a cover-up and more a matter of the Navy only knew what it knew. It wasn't listening to it in real time. It reacted rather to the news of the, of the potential sinking of the Titan going missing rather than acting on information it originated by itself. And given that the system is still somewhat classified, in some ways highly classified, they responded by passing information rather than making a big public announcement. And the fact that we know where this submarine was found within four days owes a lot to the fact that the Navy heard the thing in the first place. That's my going out on a short, sturdy limb. I could very well be wrong. I will freely admit that up front. I'm going to just throw this out there. I'm going to guess I'm, in fact, I'm going to bet a shiny new quarter that when the facts are finally revealed, I'm going to be a lot closer to the truth on this than some of the other people in the media who've been taking their wild guesses at this. Let's take another break. 651-289-4488, the number to call. If you can't trust a native of North Dakota on maritime matters, who can you trust? Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. From Lakeville to Lake Superior and Champlin to Chile, we're where you are. We are Intelligent Radio. Listen anytime, anywhere at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Step into Red Wing shoes this season for a comfortable pair of waterproof footwear. They feature safety toe and regular toe work boots and shoes. Let their friendly fit experts find you the right footwear for your job in the right size. Remember, Red Wing also carries accessories, polish, socks, inserts, and more. Don't forget to ask about their mobile shoe service where they bring the store to you. Visit Red Wing shoes in Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Red Wing shoes. Work is our work. At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Mike Gallagher's thoughts on prayer. What is it about the gun debate in America that makes the left mock prayer? Life is challenging and difficult. Prayer and our faith is lacking. I heard Mark Davis play a clip 
of somebody who said you can take your prayers over shooting victims and put them where the sun don't shine. Saying that about prayer, when people pray for healing and comfort after a horrible crime or a death, and I want you to hear what religious bigotry sounds like, because that's just a bigot. Visit am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Hosts and search for whatever's on your mind. You'll find a deep archive of intelligent commentary. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested, don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. Brighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, crosscards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. Crosscards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, in its 20th year of dominating all Twin Cities media, myself, Jack Tomczak, Brad Carlson, and of course, King Banyan, Saturday mornings on AM 1440, The Businessman. 651-289-4488, the number to call, should you care to join me. Anyway, I'm uh, done commenting on national issues here, but someone has to, And, and by the way, there are just times when someone has to set some of the national people straight on some of these issues. I welcome a chance to have a friendly debate with any of my colleagues here at Salem Media. <sighs> so this past week, we saw a continuation of the scandal from a couple of weeks ago. I, I, by the way, when I say scandal from a couple of weeks ago, I, I should point out, I almost never get to participate in boycotts because most of the products people, conservatives, uh, set to boycott, are not things that I, I use in the first place. I, mean, I couldn't participate in the Bud Light boycott because I haven't drunk Bud Light in 30 years, probably. I could count on one finger the number of Bud Lights I've had, certainly in the last 25, probably 30 years, and uh, that would probably give you a finger's worth of change. I mean, if I, I could, one, one, one time I can remember since 1990, maybe. And I, so when you'd say boycott it, I I don't I can't. There's nothing to boycott. That's just like so many products. Uh, for example, I stopped going to a couple of major chains: uh, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut. Um, I stopped patronizing Pepsi years ago when they were donating lots of money to gun control groups. And I never really went back to them. I'm never. I mean, nothing against any of them, but uh, they they supported something I disdain, something I can't morally contribute to. Now they backed off that somewhat over the years, and now they've moved on to other woke activities. But Target, 
Well, there's one I could contribute to. And and by the way, I, I'm not going to say that I participate in. There's other boycotts I should also point out that I choose not to participate in. There's one famous boycott of one class of and company full of products that actually I can't participate in just because well, they, they do actually support some of the right people as well. It's a long story. I'm not going to go into it. I'm not going to pick fights with Salem hosts. But, uh, oh, I mean, that's one I couldn't participate in. But Target, especially over the whole uh, idea of normalizing the mutilation of children, that's one I could participate in. And I have been participating for about a month now. And especially when you look at the circumstances of the of their corporate reaction to the events of roughly a month ago when people looked at was what was uh st- stocked up for pride for pride month of course our, our great secular holiday in America uh i mean the entire nation pretty much has to observe it as as Ben Shapiro points out it's the most holy of months of the secular calendar at any rate I, 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 when we saw Target's response, in other words, uh, feeding the media stories that there had been threats and violence against staff members at some of their stores in where else, the Deep South. Of course, that that gave people the the wherewithal. Like, oh, well, this is this is these people are purely beset. And of course, then it turned out that the media backed away from the stories because there's no confirmation of any attacks on staff, no more threats from what we've been told than a normal day at a typical target. I mean, it ain't an easy job. People do get crazy out there. And the only real destruction of property was one, I think we could charitably call this person an attention whore who dismantled a pride display at a store, at a store, one store somewhere. To say that there might be other examples of vandalism somewhere in the multi-thousand store target chain doesn't change the idea that they, they oversold the level of violence, the level of vandalism, the level of uh, res- uh, directness of the response to what was, what should we call it, a mostly peaceful response to the news, the sort of revolting news that Target was catering to the chemical and surgical mutilation of children. Anyway. They backed off the, the, the whole violence against Target story. Toot sweet. Now, this past week, there was another wrinkle in the story. As I head towards my first full month of boycotting Target and actually surviving at it pretty well here, Keith Ellison has done what he does best. Latches claws into a controversy to try and wrench some publicity for it from himself. He sent a letter along with a bunch of other attorneys general uh, this past week to Target. Uh, excerpting from and, and by the way when i first heard about the letter and read it briefly and cursorily i thought well what's he going to do sue all of us customers force us to go back to target i mean i was being a little tongue in cheek when i said that all some some people i'll call them human carp because of the expression they seem to make when they type uh took it seriously which is their problem not mine but uh in ter- in fact the actual solution is probably a little uh, sillier than, although not in a funny way, than what I had 
satirically positive. Uh, the letter said, excerpting from the letter, uh, Attorney General Ellison uh, writes, quote, against this backdrop, pride merchandise like Target's helps LGBTQI plus bias divided sign people see that they enjoy considerable support and loud and intimidating French voices and bullies do not represent the views of society at large, the letter claimed. We understand Target recently pulled some pride merchandise from its shelves out of concern for worker and consumer safety. No, no. Uh, the letter went on to tar- uh, caution Target. Oh, here we go. We heard the carrot. Now we got the stick. The letter went on to caution Target that by giving it a consumer outrage, it's telling them that their methods work. Quote, while we understand the basis for this action, we're also concerned it sends a message to those who engage in hateful and disruptive contact uh, can cause even large corporations to succumb to their bullying. <laughs> By the way, this is the same group of people that bullied Target uh, out of supporting Tom Emmer 13 years ago. Uh, side point here. Though we do not doubt Target's longstanding commitment to LGBTQ, et cetera, et cetera, equality, and though we laud your intention to keep your staff members and customers safe, <laughs> we fear your choice to pull pride merchandise demonstrates that intentional violence and intimidation can set back the march for social progress and LGBTQ, et cetera, et cetera, equality as we have noted already above, under intense attack nationwide. The letter closed with noting that existing civil rights law not only protects people from discrimination, but also demands obligations from corporations. Indeed, all state laws protecting against discrimination on the base of sexual orientation and gender identity in places of a public accommodation like Target stores, while these laws certainly do not create a legal obligation for retailers to offer any particular merchandise or to create any particular displays, they do demand that customers be treated equally. (sighs) So, there it begins. Uh, Keith Ellison and the other entirely Democrat Association of Attorneys General are going to try to use civil rights law to create a de facto obligation to carry merchandise and displays that pimp, if you will, for the surgical alteration of children. Well, we're going to go on from there. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Quite the week. Go nowhere. majority of women who come to Robbinsdale Women's Center feel overwhelmed, hopeless, and think abortion is their only way out of an unplanned or unwanted pregnancy. Hi, I'm Victoria, one of the patient advocates at Robbinsdale Women's Center. We provide information in a compassionate and non-judgmental way. We are a woman's best initial step as she processes her pregnancy options. Through counseling and ultrasound, many of these women realize that abortion is not their only option. For the moms and dads that choose life, Robbinsdale Women's Center provides parenting programs to help prepare them. On average, five women each week that are initially considering or being coerced to choose abortion instead choose life. This work is very challenging, but the rewards are life-changing. Your donations to RWC will help make more miraculous life decisions possible. Visit rwcinfo.org to donate. That's rwcinfo.org. Master Pool and Spa. Master Pool and Spa's 4th of July sale. 
We're blowing up hot tub prices. Come in and we'll prove to you we have the best products at the lowest possible price. Master Pool and Spa is Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Drive a little and save a lot. Some of our clients have driven hundreds of miles because the deals are that good. Master Pool and Spa's 4th of July sale. This is your chance to save big. Save up to 25 to 50%. Free delivery and trade-ins welcome. 18-month interest-free financing. This is a limited-time offer. Master Pool and Spa. Visit us today at 394 in Louisiana in St. Louis Park. Look for the big blue sign. Check us out online at masterpoolandspa.com. Masterpoolandspa.com. Or call us at 952-253-0665. That's 952-253-0665. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from Big Tech. Become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to every radio show over the last 10 years, all commercial free. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free PragerTopia coffee mug. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. AM 1280. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.